Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. We have been talking about the, the, the trial of Chauvin, the officer, of course, and the fact that the chief of police made it very clear that Chauvin violated policy, violated his training, uh, he had a moral obligation, and so we have been responding to what people have been watching as it relates to this trial. And I pose the question, you know, what is the defense going to present? What is the defense strategy? Now, I'm going to get to Ralph from Arkansas. He has a theory. You're up, Ralph. Go ahead. You're on with Madison. Good morning, Joe. Um, I appreciate your show. This is my theory of defense, not the okay. justification, just a theory. Yeah. I believe that Chauvin was in shock. He panicked. In other words, he knew with all the training he had, with his position, his number of years, he knew that he was in deep doo-doo. And he just stayed there, kind of like a deer getting hit with the headlights. They become immobile. He was immobilized because he knew he went too far. Bobby, Instead of reacting to what Bobby, he done, Bobby, Ralph, did you did you dream that last night, uh, Bobby? Let me tell you something. Does he? Does, so you're telling me what you? I I, I can't even. I, I how? What makes you think? Did he act like a, an officer who was in shock? There, there, I don't think there's a single person listening right now that would be that would see. So he was in shock for nine minutes with his hands in his pocket, with a non, with a, uh, what's the word? Do I want to say chauvinistic? With a. Uh, uh, an expression on his face like I don't give a damn, uh, and and I, I mean I don't I I'm I'm interrupting you because I've heard uh, and and I'm going to say this and this is and I know you're not offering this as a justification. If the defense lawyers come up with that theory, Chauvin should fire their asses. I, I mean, can I, can I respond? Can I respond? Yeah, you can respond. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. Joe, I understand what you're saying. But Good. I think all the evidence, all the things you listed, here's a man who stayed in the same position with his hands in his pocket for nine minutes while everybody in the world is watching, while it's even being videotaped. He didn't have any self-preservation whatsoever to just get off the deck. I would venture to say that if you look at those previous offenses that he had, I bet you there were not any similar. Now, he may have had an adamant to be hostile to African-Americans, clearly. I don't believe he was in a situation with that much experience. How to realize does, you know, I, I hear you talking. I'm interrupting. I, I'm interrupting you. None of what you say can justify your theory that he was in shock. What sent him into shock? Yeah, what would send him into shock? That's where you bring in your psychological um, uh, uh, evidence. Bring in the psychiatrist to explain the reaction to people under those similar situations. It's not unreasonable to be stuck in the same position, to be frozen, to panic. Even Just when his fellow officer came up to him and said, shouldn't we get him up? He still, he still panicked. No, no, come on. no, no, stop, stop. Both of you, stop it, stop it. See, I'm listening. 
very carefully with a third ear. Ralph used the word shock. You just used the word sherry, panic. Well, you know, I should All right. say shock. There's a difference. There's a difference. I, I'll just be honest with you, uh, Ralph. I, I mean, no, 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 no. Not, you know, nine minutes. And, and, and it's like, Ralph, are you looking at the, the optics? Don't look like a man in shock. What, like, what, here, again, you keep saying this is when you bring in the psychiatrist and the psych, you know. What, in your opinion, and what you've observed, suggest that he was in shock because for those nine minutes he did not change i know what he that you're not hearing my question listen hey hey i'm interrupting again i didn't ask that i said you're giving me the end result what leading up to him with that knee on his neck and those nine minutes what leading up to that would suggest to you he was in shock. At the point that he was being filmed and watched and people were yelling at him, he knew, he knew consciously he was in the error and wrong. But instead of, of getting up and responding like any reasonable person would have done, he stayed where he was. I believe that his, he had a psychological breakdown that really knew that his shit was cooked. And no, I think move. your shit is cooked. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, I mean, all right. Okay. All right. I mean, okay. Is he, I, is he making not, an Bob, argument? Hey, 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 Ralph, Ralph. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You keep repeating the same thing over and over, and I'm going to tell you something. It sounds crazy. It doesn't even sound reasonable. Okay. It okay. doesn't sound. And I was, and I'll say this with, and I do, and I'm not, and I mean, I appreciate you throwing this in, but I would say to you, don't repeat that to anybody else. Does he really believe that, or is he just trying to make a case? Oh, I don't know. Eric from Illinois. Go ahead, Sherry. You wanted to say, respond to Sam, respond. You can respond. Anybody else wants to respond, then I'm going to get Eric up. I'm glad he's not in the jury room. I hope no one like him with that frame of thought is in the jury room. No lie. Eric from Illinois, huh? Go ahead, Eric. Was this Ed from Illinois? Okay, if you say so. Good morning, Mr. Madison. Good morning. Uh, Ralph, Ralph, Ralph. I was waiting for you to jump him. His theory makes no sense. Um, I think that um, it was a calculated effort to kill Mr. Floyd. Now, when, when, when that officer had his hand in his pocket, just like the mixed martial artist said, that he was positioning himself to apply pressure to his to his leg to apply pressure to Mr. Floyd's neck for whatever reason. I think that the medical examiner put a big hole in the defense uh, by saying that he was suffocated because I believe the defense is going to say that it was a drug-induced heart attack that actually killed him. Well, that's what they're arguing. That that is yeah. part of the of the as and and the the uh, ER uh, phys, physician 
did shoot a hole in that. Now, again, yeah. the defense will probably bring another expert up to to uh, counter that. But anyhow, um, hold on a second. Troy jumped on the line when he heard Ralph from Arkansas mention. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Excuse me. Troy, did your line? It, it, this is crazy, everybody. Troy, I put Troy had been on hold for three minutes. He heard Ralph from Arkansas about being in shock. I went straight to Troy, and then his line dropped, or he hung up. <laughs> Anyhow, let me. Well, there's another uh, uh, caller, Craig from Louisiana, who wanted to respond to Ralph from Arkansas. Go ahead, Craig. Good morning, Mr. Madison. Good, good uh, morning. I just wanted to chime in uh, with uh, that comment from the gentleman from Arkansas. Uh, this is ludicrous. I mean, theories and concepts is what we think happened. Reality for the whole world to see, everybody saw what happened, and that was out of arrogance. And we need to understand the police society, where this started. We've got enough history in this country to see what has happened, historically speaking. Not theories and concepts, facts. This is what's been going on for years. Has it not been for cameras, uh, uh, camera phones? A lot of things wouldn't even be discovered. That, that's all I like to say. <laughs> Michael from Kansas. Michael hey, Joe, from thanks Michigan. for taking my call. Go First ahead. of all, let me preface this by saying I, I do not believe what I'm getting ready to offer up. So unlike Ralph, I do not believe what I'm getting ready to offer up. You asked. An hour ago, what could the defense offer? And I'm going to say that it has to be so ridiculous, whatever they offer, it, that whatever it is, it's going to it's going to almost sound crazy. I would say this, possibly. And again, I don't believe it. Perhaps Chauvin was on drugs. Perhaps there's some kind of a way that is introduced into evidence, if that is the case. Um, I would ask any psychiatrist, what is, how do you classify a person that goes into a road rage? Or how would you classify uh, 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 temporary insanity? I mean, again, it has to be so ridiculously over the top that, uh, uh, again, I, I don't believe it could be, you know, validated, but it would have to be just ri- ridiculous. And then, All right. Dre from Massachusetts. Go ahead, Dre. Uh, good morning, uh, Joe and Sherry and the family. Um, I got a question, and I don't know if anyone's uh, brought this up, but when we're talking about the trial of Chauvin, I think people, a few callers before, people are looking for excuses to let the man off or give him a pass. But it's something I noticed on the trial, and I wonder if you picked up on it. I've been watching it. I will preface this by saying I don't know Minneapolis police's policy as far as mask wearing, but it tells you something about a man like Chauvin. When you see him in many of those photos in the the, um, hospital around people, he doesn't wear masks. And it stood out to me because in one of the photos in the ER, 
The doctor had a mask on. The nurse had a mask on. The other officers had a mask on. He did not. That tells me a little something about his mindset, I think, and where he's coming from. And I believe, and I don't know if I'm correct, but you have a side of people who are anti-masters, Trump supporters, anti-vaccinists. And I'm wondering, he's violating policy by being in an emergency room in a hospital without a mask on. Hmm. So I hadn't thought I, I about just, that. Yeah. And I'm wondering, this man feels he's above the law. He doesn't have to follow the law. Yeah, okay, I got you. Interesting. Next caller, Frank from uh, Georgia. Go ahead, Frank. Hey, Mr. Madison, how you doing this morning, sir? Okay. Hi, I'm, I'm an ex-law enforcement officer. And I, I just, I've been watching the trial, uh, retired law enforcement officer. And I've been watching the trial, and something that I wish, first of all, when you handcuff a person, George is a, a big fellow. A lot of times we use a double handcuffs on a, on a big fellow, you know what I mean? So it, hands won't be so tight behind his back. Now, as I was sitting there watching the trial with my family the other day, I, I, I demonstrated something that I wish that the prosecution can demonstrate. I got down on the floor with my hand behind my back. I didn't have handcuffs on. My hand behind my back, still trying to talk to them. And if I wish that all your listeners can just, just do that one day, put your hand behind your back, get on the floor, lay on the floor on your stomach, and see how difficult it is to breathe. Now, imagine if you had a knee on your neck on top of all that. I wish that the prosecution will would uh, tell the jurors, I don't know if they can do this or not, to wear some just some, some work around the yard clothes one day and and just all of them lay on the floor with their hand behind their back and see how they feel. But just do it for about two, three minutes. Not even nine minutes. Now, I was telling them to get up and imagine a knee on your neck behind all that. And you'll see that that uh, that is what killed George Floyd. That man killed George Floyd. And that dude, Ralph, with his uh, comp- conspiracy theory, uh, Mr. Madison, uh, that's crazy. The, the man killed him, and that's it. Frank, remember, there were also two officers on George Floyd's back which would put pressure on his back and his diaphragm, uh, the testimony says. So add that to it. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.